2: what's going on up there
0: could be the most important event in history.
2: Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds.
0: I said, I hope this is as close to hell
2: as I'll ever get.
1: Hello and welcome to the Tales from the Dark podcast. Uh, I'm Bob. I'm here with my fiance Brittany.
2: Hey guys, what's up?
1: And today we have a special guest joining us, uh, my good friend Tyler, who has uh, been with us on a handful of
0: these trips. What's up, everybody?
1: <laughs> um, today we're going to be covering a pretty pretty exciting uh, you know, cryptid. I'm sure everyone has got the, the history behind this one down pretty down pat. So we're going to be talking about our personal experience we had with the Mothman in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So uh, a little bit about Tyler before we get started. Tyler and I went to school together. I've known him for well over ten years. We have kind of always traveled within the same circle. Both have been very interested in the paranormal um, for, a, I mean, basically our, our entire like adolescence until now. Tyler, do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit?
0: Let's see, Ghost Hunters, Taps. I think that's what did it for us. Yep. Um, I lived in a house here in Ohio. When I was, like, nine, it kind of started my interest. Plus, I have a very southern family that always has endless amounts of ghost stories. So, started there, but I think, like you, once we saw that organized effort and it made it look approachable to plumbers, that's the whole thing. Any normal guy can do it. Yep. Or, like, we don't even have jobs. Let's just go. (laughs) We don't have any excuses. Yeah, so there's no reason we can't do it. around knocking on, on people's doors and... I'm here to help. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, um, bothering basically anyone that would let us, that would talk to us, we talked to them. Um, I think we the, like, the coolest place apart from cemeteries and a, a Lockington Dam that we got to go to is probably the Historical Society in Sydney. That How was, the fuck did y'all
2: cool. not get kidnapped when you were doing all that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> nobody wanted us. I Especially mean. Tyler. He's the size of a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, People were
0: afraid of me back then. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, back then I had black nails and eyeliner and...
1: He still it's has a, he still has the eyeliner. He just kicked the black nails a while back.
0: Don't it, let him lie to you. It's a uh, religious community, so <laughs> they steered clear. We always like had a Ouija board under one arm. So, yep.
1: yeah. So uh, Tyler and I grew up in a very uh, conservative Catholic, um, high, high religious town. It was not exactly normal for a group of kids to be like, hey, let me into your house to see them demons. Um, but we tried. And, you know, I'm st- now I'm 28 years old and I'm still walking around with Tyler like, hey, can I come into your basement and see?
0: Yeah, I think it kind of came full circle. We're like, hey, we should probably like be grownups and we tried that and it sucked. <laughs> here, here we are again. We're like, oh, yeah, we had it right the first time.
1: Yeah. So uh, Tyler actually accompanied us uh, to Kentucky. As you guys know, I've kept it under wraps. We are shooting a documentary about the Kentucky Goblins. It's actually part of a much bigger uh, overall uh, series that we're shooting. And then we just formally, this is uh, the first time we're actually announcing this, got the invite to a very special place to me. And I just found out to Tyler, uh, who has some family lineage in this area, which we'll we'll get into in the series. Uh, we get to shoot a, a pretty, pretty lengthy series uh, in a part of Kentucky that we kind of fell in love with. We went there, um, didn't know too much about it. We had no idea at the time that Tyler had ties to the area. And we found out here recently. So you'll definitely see more of Tyler in the future, but back to the whole reason we're here, uh, Mothman. Uh, so for those of you who don't know a, kind of a brief history of Mothman, uh, November night, or 1966, November 15th, there were two young couples out in the TNT area, Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia. We had Roger and Linda Scarberry and Stephen and Mary Mallett. And they were, they were doing, you know, what teenagers do. They were out in the TNT area, um, driving about having a good old time trying to get away and, you know, doing what young couples do. And at that time they uh, happened to see what would now be, you know, mythicized for the town of Point Pleasant. It was a giant winged creature with glowing red eyes that had kept up with their car. No matter how many times they tried to shake it, they couldn't get away from it. Um, They ended up actually going to the, I, it wasn't the police station. I think they went to the courthouse and they all collectively gave their stories. They separated the teens up, and again, you know, putting yourself in their shoes, anxiety was high. They were scared out of their minds, and the first place they went was to the cops. Um, I don't remember the name of the deputy that that did the initial interviews with them, but they all four had the same exact story. Like all the elements tied in really well. They all basically said the exact same thing, and that launched, you know, the self-proclaimed moth mania of Point Pleasant. I mean, we had people like John Keel go there, every major uh, news organization was there, you name it, you know, pre, especially, you know, pre the silver bridge, uh, you know, catastrophe that happened. Everybody was there for a good amount of time, just trying to get their hands on Mothman. They wanted it. They wanted the the scoop and they wanted to be the, the first to capture him on film. Uh, so I'm going to kind of take a step back and let Brittany and Tyler explain how we got involved and how we got to West Virginia. Um, Cause we didn't start, that night going to West, going to Point Pleasant. That was kind of an afterthought when we went to somewhere else. So I'll let you guys explain that.
2: So basically I, re- what I remember from that night is that you literally, Tyler was over for some reason and we're like, Hey, should we, should we go do something? And you're like, yeah, probably. And we all got in the fucking car and drove to Moonville tunnel, which is actually here in Ohio. And it's only about an hour away from, point Pleasant, so we went to Moonville first, and then while we were there, we're like, Fuck it, we didn't really get a lot of evidence here at Moonville, let's just go to Point Pleasant, see if we can find the TNT areas. I don't remember any of that, <laughs> I don't remember very well. Yeah, that was, hold on, that was hold not, not well, let me Let me think about this. Okay, um, you were either here or he texted you and was like, Hey, was you it want during to the something? week or at the end of the week?
1: This was like right before Christmas, I mean, it was like two days oh. before Christmas. Um, But but I guess before we get there, I got to ask Tyler, do you remember the website, the Shadowlands from when we were kids? (laughs) Of course. So if if, only source. Yeah. um, If you're not familiar, this was, uh, I think like even pre-MySpace days, this was was like Zanga and before. Um, If you wanted to learn local haunts and you didn't have a car and you were weird like us and nobody would talk to you, you would go on this website called the Shadowlands and it would be broken down i think by county the yeah. OG
0: dark mode website
1: yeah i think it was broken down by county or city i can't remember i think someone recently said it still exists and i think i looked and it is still like an active website but you would it put was it in definitely
0: county yeah they had the county maps and
1: yeah and you would put it in and it would be broken down by like uh, you know Akron
0: it was an something. all black website and they had like neon colored links and
1: yeah. yeah and they they had a big update i think like our my sophomore year where they added these like really cheesy torches at the top of the website that would slowly fade right. into nothing. Um, but we, so Tyler and I would go on there and try and find like local haunts. Cause again, like neither of us really could get around very well. Um, and not, not because we were paralyzed, but because we just didn't have a fucking car and we couldn't get to these places, but unless we all chipped in like $6 to drive around. <laughs> um, so we, we would go in the Shadowlands, and there was always one place, the the moonville tunnel. That that has been on there for years. We always heard it's like one of the most haunted places in Ohio. So I'll let I'll let Tyler talk about the Moonville Tunnel a little bit and the uh the, the cryptid that we happen to find at Moonville Tunnel.
0: <laughs> Can I just say something about the Shadowlands first? Yeah. <laughs> this is something that I always think about. Back then, we just believed everything. Oh yeah, it was all real. Like I didn't even think anything that ever happened that that was weird. I didn't want to record it didn't want to do anything like that it was just oh yeah that was a ghost that was something weird every story that that you're reading on shadowlands you're like wow really that's real right in lockington yeah. right in wherever you know this this little street that's just like a little tiny bridge and you're like wow there's a ghost there cool check like, that's if, that's going on my if it's book on the internet list. it
1: exists tyler it must be real if it's
0: on, on the internet on my bucket list yeah that that was uh, a long time ago and now i barely believe anything yeah And now I'm mad at all the experiences that I think I remember having that I just like threw in the trash or I uh, recorded over it on the uh, digital voice recorder anyway. Yeah. Moonville. They talk about like a train conductor and all these other people who died and they see like lights in the tunnel and you're supposed to hike to it. And you know, it's this uh, big, scary, spooky adventure it was all right. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we've we Brittany and I we've been there
0: three times now. Th- three times now. Um, Actually, it wasn't all right. It was extremely disappointing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So the, the drive to Moonville is rough at night. Um, it's it's on top of a mountain basically. It's very windy and curvy.
2: The walk um, isn't bad, but the drive is <laughs>
1: is not good. Yeah, and Tyler kind of touched, touched on this a second ago. The I anticipated the the walk to be way worse the first time we went because I I just seem to remember on the Shadowlands I'm saying you had to park and walk and cross a bridge and do all these fucking crazy things um, to get there and yet we just parked and walked across a bridge and we were there it was kind of a letdown um, and and there's like a, a nice little joke that we have going uh, we when we went and we were there for probably what 45 minutes an hour
2: yeah about about an hour.
1: Um, did, did a spirit box session. We did, you name it, we did it to try and uh, get a response. We, we didn't get anything. Um, the first time Brittany and I were there though, there were a group of ghost hunters that like ran us out because they're like, they hey, had a permit. You know, hey, do you guys have a permit to be here? Because
2: uh, we, we, ha- we have a permit.
1: And I was like, look, I just drove like fucking three hours in total. Like I'm, I, I'm not just not going to walk through the tunnel and they're like, Oh no, that's like, cool. It's not my
2: fault. You guys paid for a permit. We just <laughs> came here. Yeah. Um, Especially seeing your big ass walk up in there, they really gonna tell you to get the fuck out.
1: And, and and they got really excited because there was a uh, they had this uh, this clip on video of a rock falling. And if you've been to that tunnel, it's just it's it, it's an echo chamber, yeah. Like one thing falls at one end, and it can be int- incredibly small, like a leaf hits the ground, it sounds like a rock was thrown
0: at you. It's completely contaminated. Uh, if you're looking for audio, yeah, I mean, you know, if you saw an apparition walking down the middle of the tunnel, that's a different or a light, but. There were so many noises where you're just like, what's that? What's that? Yeah. And then you think you hear it on this end of the tunnel. I think I hear it on this end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's useless for that.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, we were kind of, you know, we were upset that we didn't catch anything. We were, we were pretty frustrated, and we were pretty delirious at this point. We were already tired, because this was, like, probably midnight, 11 o'clock, midnight, somewhere around there.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, and Tyler gets up super early for work, and so he's tired, I'm tired, and we – are leaving and we see this uh this wrapped up barrel of hay that somebody had dropped from the like it wasn't there when we pulled up somebody dropped it we heard we saw the car pull and saw him leave so for the at this point we're like we're going to point pleasant and tyler comes up with this elaborate story
0: i didn't come up with it i saw the hay snake it was right there in the woods we passed it right up we're looking for cryptids Never before seen hay snake. Have you ever seen?
1: No, no, we haven't seen hay snake. Have you easy. ever
0: seen a pile of hay that looks like a snake? Okay, this is one thing. So this is the unified theory.
1: So we. Uh, oh God. The whole drive. I'm
0: looking out the window like a child who's being taken away from his home. There it is, the mystery, the mysterious beast, tss, 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 crawling away.
1: So anyway, we we decide you know, we're gonna. think about it. At this point,
2: I can't, hear, I can't point, even remember how many times he asked me to turn around.
1: Yeah, so Tyler begs us to turn around at this point because he's gonna he's gonna ride Hay Snake off off the side of the mountain into the darkness because he's he's. Funny. I don't know what that. Um. So we're we're we decide hey we're gonna go to Point Pleasant, and uh,
0: I feel like it hates horses though. <laughs> I feel like horses are They're its enemy. It. If I'm just trusting my intuition, it's a hay snake. It's like. Horses eat its ancestors all the time. Okay, Brittany, you're literally crying.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brittany's literally crying. Clean this up. So we decide we're gonna it's drive. Not a joke. We're gonna we're gonna drive to Point Pleasant. In <laughs> the entire drive, hey loves jazz. Tyler has this this backstory created for Haysnake, and oh. we're playing Rick and Morty Snake Jazz. And Tyler is progressively being <laughs> driven
0: into madness by Haysnake. That's um, what happens literally when I happen to get bored and disappointed in a location. I have to entertain yeah. myself.
2: It's <laughs> yeah. like literally borderline getting dragged out of the fucking car by cops, sent off to the insane asylum. It was so bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was rough. Like, I I contemplated just kicking him out of the car and saying, "What does what go? It's fine."
0: So I'm a, I'm a 4 a.m. riser. My body was like, okay, "All right, if you're not going to sleep,
2: <laughs> we're going to
0: confuse you a lot." So we, but we, I wasn't confused. Yeah, you were so. because
2: you're delusional.
0: Either it was a hay cylinder wrapped in some kind of mesh net. Who's ever heard of that? That's not believable. Every farmer, but a hay every
1: farmer that's ever existed has
0: heard of that. Okay, Tyler. well, I bet they've heard of the hay snake. Too. <laughs> Ask them about the hay snake. They'll probably tell you you can't record this, but yeah, I lost a few horses.
1: So anyway, we get to Point Pleasant, and it's like midnight. So, of course, you know, if you go to Point Pleasant, you got to stop and see the statue. Um, and for those of you that are friends on Facebook, that's well, that's the night, the picture, my current profile picture is the one that I took that night in Point Pleasant. So, we go out to uh, take pictures. We kind of walk the town. There was 100% a fucking baby alligator last time I was in Point Pleasant. <laughs> That I'm not making
0: up. I don't care what anybody says. The point, the alligator existed. Okay. Both of these people. This time we traded places. <laughs> Bob starts losing his mind. He thinks that there's a baby alligator, which is somehow more sane that someone said <laughs> a baby alligator out on like a, what? It was like a table where they had closed donations. No,
1: it was further down.
2: Was like, don't it, need this it, anymore. I think it was at a, I think it was, it was a restaurant. It was a reptile shop.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And if it wasn't, then I like last time we were in point pleasant, I was really messed up. Cause I, Definitely remember seeing an alligator.
2: Yeah, all I remember from that portion is Tyler coming up and asking me, like tapping me on the shoulder, and be like, "Excuse me, are you his nurse? <laughs> did he take his meds?" And I Bombs lost my ground. It was right here. The
0: baby alligator was right here. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so we we we, we sightsee like, a little what bit.
0: What did I sign up for?
1: We uh we we walk the um the riverway, which in Point Pleasant, there's um as you walk down the riverway. There's a bunch of statues erected. Like the, the the big one for us is we wanted to see the the Chief Cornstalk statue because so we I missed the first time we were there, um, and I'd heard yeah there's definitely one there. It's just a little further up the more we walked. So we went and checked out the Chief Cornstalk statue. And that then, booty though. Yeah, oh Mothman, he's fucking jacked. So is Chief Cornstalk. Uh, yeah, both of them are jacked. Uh, whoever's making the statues for that sound is doing a great job.
2: Whoever <laughs> they're modeling it after. <laughs> I want to meet that artist. That He's looking in the mirror.
1: So anyway, we we drive out to the TNT area where um, Scarberries and the Mallets and John Keel and you name it, everyone's had experiences out there. And again, this is an area that Tyler and I, you know, growing up, we always heard about the TNT area. We always heard how crazy it is. Um, I had a friend of mine, you know, pretty, pretty skeptical guy. who didn't believe in any of this stuff. It's like, yeah, the stuff we saw in the TNT area like will change you. Like he was that adamant. So we're out in the TNT area and It's
2: confusing as shit for one. Yeah. At night. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: Like we definitely suck at doing daytime recon because I don't like to leave the house before six o'clock.
2: Well,
0: here's the thing, if you don't mind. Um I use this website. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. And I got some coordinates. So we Strangely enough, no. we
2: Haysnake hey sponsor said website. <laughs> so this this website Tyler's talking about is
1: like seven years old, and I think it was like an old WordPress hey, website.
0: No, it's not an old website. It's called Atlas Obscura. It's updated mm. regularly. Not I don't this know one. what this person was doing. Not they're trying to get us murdered. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure who put these coordinates on there, but we followed the coordinates, now, which was a bad idea. The coordinates even had special instructions for walking what was it like a quarter of a mile or, th- or no? it was three quarters of a yeah mile. three
1: quarters of a mile and it's it's now mind you it's pouring down rain at this point like we had been up all night it's pouring down rain as we decided to start walking so we didn't take any of our gear which was you know problem one well and you I-
0: know th- this whole trip was kind of like that it was kind of spur of the moment so mm-hmm. we should have in hindsight of course but when you're in the moment and you don't have the energy you just don't have the energy so we didn't pull out the gear to like set up a you know, all of our little uh, talking heads and stuff to explain what we're doing. We just wanted to have an experience. I think we we're all just kind of like, let's uh, do something spooky and see if we're still into this.
2: So I left your asses on the side of the fucking road. <laughs> yeah. Brittany, now
1: when we walked to the, what we thought was the TNT area, Brittany stayed in the car cause it was raining and she was tired and she just had it with our shenanigans at this point. I think Hey Snake had invaded the car for too long and, Fucked with everybody's heads.
0: So so it, it was the rain and that we had kind of collectively decided, eh, we're just not going to film. Let's just yep. see if this place is cool.
2: Yep. And we headed out. Yeah, I actually left and went to McDonald's, so y'all were <laughs> really stranded.
1: Oh, yeah, we were in the middle of nowhere out, out out that way.
0: There were there were like cars passing by, and we were just thinking the whole time, all right, that person saw us, that person's going to call the cops, or they're going to come back and...
1: Now, this is at the entrance of the TNT way, or TNT area, right? Like, before we started walking. This is at
0: the entrance of... The, the Place get, that the, the website gate? took, yeah, us, where, where wherever that was, yeah. So we uh start the walk. I think we heard some stuff in the woods, which we later discovered were these little birds, yeah, that like, were like in the like would
1: fit in the palm of your hand,
0: right? So they would just kind of scurry around, not even fly away, they just move around in the yeah. bushes. I'm sure somebody knows what those are. Walking down, walking down, um, finally get out of Brittany's headlights because she's hungry. And I left y'all in the fucking dust. (laughs) I was having none of your shit. We start, uh, get starts getting real muddy. We see some downed power lines for one. Like we're
1: at this point, we're walking in like probably what ankle deep puddles, give or take. And they were,
0: they were pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here and there. Yeah. It was some suction going on,
2: (laughs) but (laughs) I'm (laughs) pumped. So we, we
1: walk a little further. Um, and, and you know, we we're walking through some down power lines, and we're seeing Tyler's making some connections with. I don't remember what TV show you said, but you said they had to take a canoe out to some of the domes out in these ponds, right?
0: Yeah, they took a canoe. You can't trust television because they'll they'll do anything. They'll take a canoe out in True. Missouri and say they're in West Virginia and go into a place, you know. But yeah, they took it out into these domes. Now the thing that makes me that kind of legitimizes that for me is that the dome they were in, they went into two domes, Mm -hmm. one, zero graffiti, nothing. Okay. And clean, you know, not like, uh, like super cracked or collapsing like the others. So I don't think that they like painted it or anything. It just looks like nobody went there probably because uh, it's only like a water access. The second one they went into was filled with water. So they went into the dome while they were still in their canoe so I'm not sure if those are across that waterway. When you go to the actual domes, I mean, there's water. Yeah. But where we went, there was water on our left side, and it was like right on the brink. Yeah, like it, it was. It was, it, over. it was
1: gonna flood. I I think if we had, if it had rained the way it was, and we came back like two hours, two three hours later, where we were walking, probably would have been. And pretty if there submerged. was power to those
2: lines, you would probably be dead.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's
0: fair.
2: Um. So I, you're telling me you literally walked through water with down power lines until well, we, didn't know if it we fe- saw it so yeah. luckily
0: <laughs> yeah well, we just, at that point, was just <laughs> I don't think we, we would
1: have sk- known either yeah we just kind of sent it at that point I mean it was fine it's okay
0: so uh, we went back quite a ways and saw this well actually didn't even see the gate I, I saw we saw the sign first yep the, the sign is nice bright and shiny I don't think it looks very old at all it says danger no trespassing from this point forward by order of the state fire marshal explosives are stored on this site. Never fight explosive fires. And then it has a, a phone number that you call and it says violators will be prosecuted.
1: Yeah. And we we did see another sign on these. Uh, we, we walked like probably about a total of two miles that night. And everywhere we thought, you know, we're following these coordinates, we're following the directions pretty much to a T. And um, we happened to, Come across this area that had a trailer in the back of the TNT area, and it was covered. There's a couple like newer, newer pickup trucks.
0: There newer that were pickup parked. Pickup trucks, one red, one blue. They were parked at like the X and Y axis. Yep. Like one's basically looking right at us. One's looking kind of uh, ahead of us where we were eventually going to go. Yep. But then there was a gate there. Um. So this just didn't feel right because most people are—they say they can just walk right into the domes. Yeah,
1: that's that's what struck me as weird because everything I'd watched, like whether we're talking from Hellier or from any of these ghost hunter shows, it shows them walking a pretty—you know—not a long pathway from the van or the truck, and they're just in the domes.
0: Actually, my first thought was, did Hellier, did the popularity of Hellier among the community yeah. caused people to come here and visit and it became a problem. So they put new fences up or whatever. That's how I was trying to justify what, what we were seeing. Yeah. So we decided, you know, that we didn't want to get felonies or like. Go to yeah. Cause there right was there.
1: a second sign that we, I don't think we have a picture of it that did say it was a felony to trespass. In right. The area. It was on the,
2: that in the, the trail
1: cam. Yeah. Um, so we, we continue to try and we walk, we decided we're going to walk on this pathway and we, we, we were having like a moral dilemma.
0: Yeah, it was a straight road, and then it would branch off to the right, yeah. and it would have these signs and these gates. So we just kept going down the road where we were allowed to go to look for an entrance that didn't have a sign. Yep.
1: And and we were having... I mean, you and I stopped a couple times, and we we're just thinking about, like, let's just make a break for it. Let's just go. We're here. We've wanted to come here since we were kids. Let's just go. Let's just do it. We're going to regret not doing it if we don't go. Like, we were beating ourselves up uh, when it came to, should we just fucking go around the fence, which... One portion, we did end up going around the fence. We didn't realize it at the time um, that that was connected to the fenced off area, but we did when we came across the fence from the inside. Or I, I think I ra- I wrapped around the, the bend. I see a small red light that I was like, oh, shit, that's a trail cam. And then there's the fence right behind it. So we kind of walked forward enough, uh curved, I guess, to the right of the pathway and looped around back to where the fence was.
0: We found an opening. We 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 looked in and there's this path and there's this archway of trees just inviting us. Yes, like, come on in. And there was a uh, there was one of those old gates, not like a new like a chain link thing. It was an old gate and it was open and there was things growing on it. So this just looked like yeah sure. And we went in and there's some long pieces of metal. I was later told by someone who used to um hang out there when he was a kid that that was probably the dump. We don't know for sure. Yeah. Cause there were burn barrels and things like that. It was just a very if you've been there, you know that it's a just a weird terrain. Mm-hmm. It's so lumpy and you have holes in the ground and it's just kind of weird. Um they say there are like mounds there. I'm not sure, you know, where we were, but we weren't far away from a from a residential area. So yeah. it can't be that top secret, whatever they're yeah. I mean they, they say it's explosives, but I don't know. That just seemed weird to me because
1: the, it was literally the less locals kind of
0: treat it like it's not a big deal. So yeah, which, which we'll but get to, to that. Pretty serious. Little, yeah.
1: We'll get to the locals here in a little bit. Cause that's when the story gets fucking crazy. Um, so we, we decide that we're not going to go in, uh, any, any further out. We saw the trail cam and we're walking towards the far side of the exit, which is by the fairgrounds and point pleasant. And at this point, Tyler and I are still looking for a way in. Like we, we weren't quite ready to give up, even though we knew we kind of had to like, we're too old to catch felonies. We, we can't put our careers on lock just for an experience. Um, so we walk down and we all of a sudden see these super bright lights from an SUV and Tyler and I are looking at each other. Like, do we make a break for it? Do we hide? Do we run? What do we do? Well, here comes Brittany from the opposite fucking side. I had no idea she was coming. Scared the shit out of me and Tyler. Like that's one of the few times I've seen Tyler like legitimately. Well, the scary part scared. was we
0: saw her lights at the other end of the road. Yeah. We're like, hey, blink your lights if that's you. Okay, she's down there. And, and then we're we're sneaking along. We just get out of these woods we're not supposed to be in after Bob sees a red light and we're like, Okay, this is it. Let's just see if we can go invisible <laughs> and if we can't, then <laughs> it's fine.
2: To, to to be fair, I texted both of y'all in our group chat and said I'm going to the other entrance since I see you walking that yeah, way. You
1: didn't exist to either of us. When we were in, the, we were so in the fucking zone, like nothing existed to us except for finding these domes and, and, and clapping the mothman cheeks. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to fucking say it at this
2: point. <laughs> well, so I pick you guys like up from the other entrance after Tyler yeah. almost cusses me out from scaring him so bad.
1: It was. It wasn't. It was. I never do that. I don't cuss. You're such a fucking
2: liar. You are a fucking liar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and expose
0: me. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we get picked up, and I, I, I'm not ready to call this trip done. Brittany's fucking done. It's like what one thirty in the morning at this point. It's late.
2: It's. I think it was two. We didn't even yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. It was I mean, like two two thirty. Time was a mirage. It's like what's next? Yeah, I was exhausted. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start driving home Mm -hmm. after the fairgrounds. And Bob was like, Brittany, I really feel like we need to stop. And we passed, like, two gas stations, and then it was, like, the third one. It was either the third or fourth one we passed. Yeah. Bob goes, Brittany, hey, can you stop for me? I was like, well, you see those guys in the pickup trucks? Why don't I just go ask them where the hell these domes are? Well, she wanted us to ask them, but... We got them muddy boots. Yeah, so I, I,
0: we, we took them off,
2: and he
0: yeah, so no was shoes like, on. you know what? She was in kind of a mood. She's like, I, I I'll go really do it. Yep. If they try to fight me, I'll fight them. Yeah, So she went and did it. Um, <laughs> she had a referee shirt on, so we knew that it was going to go down.
1: <laughs> so she, she was, she was wearing a striped shirt that night.
0: Yeah, a white and black striped shirt. I did look like a referee. Well, and Well, you talked to the guys, so you would know. Yeah, Yeah. so basically, I
2: just went up, and it was, like, three Yee Yee trucks, like, all lined up in this gas station. And this gas station in particular, um, I'm pretty sure they hire miners overnight because you're not allowed to go in the store. You have to go to, like, a tiny little window. They don't have mines over there anymore. They're not active. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) What, what, what?
0: do you have a button for that?
1: Yeah, I don't know which one it
0: is. Well, we don't have a live studio uh, studio audience, or they would have gone crazy, but go ahead.
2: Um. Anyways, they they can't go inside, so they were all just kind of co- congregating outside the window. And I just kind of, I was halfway to walk into them from the car, and I just said, hey guys, do you know where the domes are? Yeah. And they're like, well shit fire, yeah, I know where the domes are, I'll take y'all.
1: Yeah, they, they were actually going there like,
2: they literally right, just bought yeah. beer and they were going to the domes. Yeah,
1: like they they were like, yeah, we're going there right now.
2: He was like, hey, let me drop this guy off. Uh, we're gonna pull into Wendy's. So let me drop this guy off, and and then we'll go.
1: Yeah, and in hindsight, we followed two strangers in large trucks in rural West Virginia.
2: And it wasn't just two strangers; like there was like three oh, yeah, guys yeah. Yeah, in I mean, each truck. The trucks
1: were packed, and we followed them into a random neighborhood because we wanted to get to the domes. Now that, like, in hindsight, we were definitely not. No, 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 not really in good.
0: hindsight. On the way there, we were in the car, <laughs> like, we know what we're doing. This yeah. could be bad. Yeah. However, was I, I trusted my instinct and I thought they had kind eyes. <laughs> I thought they looked like good people.
1: After not talking to them directly.
0: Right. But I could just, I was, maybe I was hopeful, but they just looked like young and nice and like they just want, they were just headed out to have a good They're probably so used to people. Uh, to Taurus coming over and being like, where's Mothman? Where where the domes? Whatever. Yeah. He
2: saw Haysnake's personality in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so we we And I fought. knew we
0: were safe from Haysnake in that moment. So but right now, every night when I try to go to sleep, I'm not sure. Jesus. I hear a rustling outside my window, and I know there's a mesh tube full of hay. Anyway. I, there, there's something that I need to uh, preface this with. Yes. When I first came to Bob's house, yes. Did I tell this story? it kind of gives away location information.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's it's at this point everyone knows where I live. They do They know what bedroom I sleep in. Okay.
0: Well, <laughs> the address <laughs> <laughs> Um. Hey snake, quick. <laughs> the <laughs> hey snake is listening. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. (laughs) All right. So when I came to Bob's house, there's this big building across the street. And I'm like, what's that building? Because it looks cool. And you said that it's.
1: The Hobart Welding Institute.
0: Okay. So I'm like, all right, cool. So fast forward to back in West Virginia, following these good old boys back to the domes. Uh Um, we get
2: there safe and sound. I and thought we were going to catch a speeding ticket. For oh months. yeah.
0: These guys
1: were doing burnouts. They were, I mean, going like 85 on these rural roads out there. And we were barely, we were barely keeping up going back to the TNT. T they're a
2: little Mitsubishi rental. Yeah. <laughs> so we get there and we pull up side the sign. And they're like, Hey, it's a couple, um, it's a couple gates down. You'll see it on your right hand side, but they're on your left and right. Yeah. They, they were basically everywhere we passed by. Why
1: don't, why don't you let Tyler tell tell about the conversation we had when we stopped? Because that's...
2: That was
0: crazy. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, these, these guys are wanting to go do their thing on their razors or gators or whatever they were driving to party. So they were, like, kind of uh, shoving us off into this normal Taurus dome location that we all see on television and whatnot. So he was kind of telling us how to get there, and uh, he was asking us where we're from. Um, I think Bob told him we're about... Twenty minutes north of Dayton. Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, usually
1: really vague when I answer that question.
0: Yeah. So, so he's he's asking, uh, oh, have you ever been to Troy? And we're like, okay, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, we live in Troy.
0: <laughs> I'm a great storyteller. Yeah. Um. So he's asking about uh like the the K's restaurant here it's, and the Burgers, yeah. and the uh, Leaf and Vine, which is like a little bar down like, Yeah, so we yeah. like a dive bar kind of, yeah. He's talking about this waitress that works there, whatever.
1: It's like it gave us everything to know that he had he had not Actually, only been to Troy, but had right. spent time here in really very going familiar. Into detail.
0: Yeah. So that was all that would have been weird enough. Yep. But but then he uh says that he went to the Hobart Welding School. Yeah, which is right across the
1: yeah, right across the street from our house. Not
0: only is it right across the street, that would also be weird, but I asked about it. I specifically said, what's that building? So Bob could say the name to me. So we all would know, including yeah. me, instead of him just telling Bob and Brittany and then being like, that's the building across the street. I asked about it for some reason. I don't even know why I asked, I guess, because it just looks like an interesting building. I don't know. What are the odds? I guess we'd have to do a study to see how many people from West Virginia travel to Troy, because maybe it's, you know, yeah. he, he lives in a rural area area. And they have to travel to go to a good school or something like that, or uh, for for their vocation. But strange, yeah, like really odd that. It, if, it, if you wanted a definition for synchronicity, for something telling you, okay, uh, we we see you and you're on a path, then that would be it. I yeah. mean, yes, it could be just a coincidence, but you have to admit, super weird. Yeah,
1: really, that's a hell of a coincidence. So these uh these guys tell us where to go and it was like two stops up from where tyler and i were originally where we spent an hour walking in the horrible
0: fucking area yeah we we passed these
2: things we just thought they were service roads yeah it's like a wildlife area Yeah, we passed it on the way to that one road we passed it on the way to that one road yeah
1: and so we we stop and uh Also, to kind of to solidify Tyler's story or to kind of validate a little bit more, we we didn't have Ohio plates on the car. We were in a rental, New Hampshire. Yeah, New Hampshire plates were on the the rental, so you know he had no inclination that we were from Ohio. um, Apart from you know when he asked where we were from, so he had no no reason to really bring it up, which I thought was interesting. But again, someone's out of town. I'm gonna ask where they're from. Um, So that that part's not too abnormal, but it was like we had no identifying traits. Said yeah, we're from Ohio.
0: Yeah, I think he's just being friendly.
1: So yeah, so we we get to. The domes, finally. Um, and we, we stopped at, I think we stopped at one first, and it was, like, pretty beat up and destroyed.
2: Yeah, it was the very first one from the gate. Yeah, so
1: we went a little further up, I mean, probably, what, 100 yards, 200 yards. It wasn't very far. Like, these domes are pretty close together, and I think there's, I read there's over 100 of these out there. So we saw, I think, three in total. So there's a lot left that we haven't seen. And we go into the domes. Um and it's it's like an echo chamber. I, I don't really know how else to describe it.
2: It's so disorienting.
1: Yeah, I, I figure I'll give you guys a chance. You guys, both in your own words, describe the domes because it's it's if you haven't been there, it's hard to explain to somebody.
0: Yeah, it's hard to explain to somebody. That's my explanation. Sure <laughs> enough, it's it's a dome. There's graffiti everywhere. There's dirt on the floor. Um, things that people have left there. Um, actually, there's a Monsters Among Us podcast tag. Somebody yeah. put that up there. I thought that was cool because I like that podcast um and thanks you can't, tyler you can't understand anyone yeah we should have tagged this well it didn't exist yet <laughs> um actually we should just paint the whole thing black that would freak people out
2: yeah yeah it's like a. it just echoes so many times like if you echo down a mountain it usually or down a tunnel it usually echoes like you know three or four times and this one it would just kept going back and forth across all the way across the whole dome yeah,
0: so, it, so as you start to talk to each other it just becomes unintelligible, and pretty soon you're like, "We all need to shut up because yeah. this is just noise."
1: Yeah, and it, you know, they they got nicknamed igloos, which is a perfect way to describe them for someone who's never seen what these look like. I mean, I think the formal name was domes, the TNT domes, so they could they could they house and bunkers, store. They call them bunkers, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they originally used in the World War II era to house high explosives. Um, Wright Patterson Air Force Base did, did some testing uh, on jetpacks there, and you name it. Like a lot of weird, you know, there's a lot of weirdness surrounding this area. You know, pre Mothman and during the Mothman era as well. Um, and, and the the doors are heavy. I mean, I'm a pretty big guy, but it took a lot of strength for me to shut these doors all the way. I mean, I'd probably say they 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 had to be 100 100 pound, you know, iron doors. They take a lot of effort to shut and to open. Um, and then once that dome door is shut, even like eight, I think we only we shut like 90 percent of the way. We wanted to make sure we could still get out if we had to quickly. Um, but once that dome door gets shut the sound doesn't go anywhere. Like one step you hear it for the next three or four seconds. And we did do a spirit box session. Um, and Tyler, I, Tyler and I, I'm sorry, are big fans of the Estes method. Um, Cause the spirit box is already, it's pseudoscience at best. I don't put a lot of stock into it. I haven't since we were kids, I always thought eh, it's neat. It's a neat toy. Um, but like anything else, it, it's a tool. It's an extension of yourself during an investigation. But I think ultimately when it comes to paranormal investigation for me personally, Sights, sounds, and feelings are what you should act on more than what your tools are telling you, Rather be an EMF, a temperature gauge, or a spirit box in this case.
0: Yeah, the spirit box drives me crazy because when you get the radio station and you get it consistently every time it comes around because it's coming in on the antenna, Yeah. if somebody doesn't know when it's coming in, they're just going to say what that radio station is playing, you know, whatever, if it's Katy Perry or or something like that. So I, I just don't really understand the theory. What are they going to do? No, it, it just doesn't. Now, white noise theory is something that I actually just learned about recently. I didn't know that that was also part of the the spirit box uh, tactic, I guess, Yeah. is using white noise. So I guess they make something else that I don't know what it's called That's just that just produces white noise. A and white it, noise generator? I think there's some kind of weird name for it on, like whatever there's like a ghost hunter name for it but we'll figure it out um so yeah i would like to experiment with that but the thing that i do like uh about the spirit box is if you're in a place like a mine or a cave and you do like a baseline spirit box and you're getting no hits nothing and you let it go through and through yeah then you know okay if something does come through now maybe it's it's something that you can't explain or at least it's rare some some kind of fluke. Anyway, we decided to do the SS method because it's a perfect thing to do in the domes because if you were to play a spirit box out loud on the speaker, it would just yeah, it'd be horrible. get lost in the void.
1: So um, And Brittany, I want you to kind of explain what you were doing because I don't think Brittany went under, mm-hmm. but she was kind of like our quartermaster for the questions and kind of set the scene for us so people understand like basically what we were doing before Tyler goes on with what actually happened.
2: So... When you talk normally in the dome, like I said, it just keeps echoing and echoing and echoing. And if you're standing, even if one person's sitting like in the middle of the dome and one person's sitting at the entrance, you cannot understand what they said by the time it gets to you. So we had whoever was under in the Estes Method sitting in the middle of the dome. And then I was sitting a little farther off from them, probably about halfway from the person under to the person asking the questions so
1: like probably four or five feet in between give or take
2: yeah about yeah probably about that much um and i would just whisper um and mouth and use like hand gestures to just basically say what the person who was under was saying to the person asking questions because even though like even if the recording of that person comes through clear when you're still there in the dome you can't understand it
1: yeah so go on and continue tyler
2: well i was the one that went under first yep so snap your fingers at that
0: tyler so all our well i mean i was excited to <laughs> I'm, I'm always excited to, to do the s's method because i want to hear something super weird Yep. so i was hearing stuff but it wasn't weird to me it just sounded like radio stations coming in and I would repeat what it was saying or what I thought it was saying, or if it was just playing music mm-hmm. and uh, it, it didn't feel like it was making any sense at all. So then I guess you were experiencing, Bob was experiencing some pretty strange stuff when I came out of it. Yeah. You were, you're basically like, okay, this is super strange. Yeah.
1: So it, it was, I've done the SS method with Tyler handful of times now. Uh, we, we did a, a pretty long trip earlier this summer um, filming for the documentary that I'm going to drop the name of probably early March. So you guys know what we're looking at. Um, And yes, I kind of understand how he behaves underneath the SS method. um, He's very picky on what he says. If it's not clear or pretty decisive or precise, he he usually won't say it Um, or.
0: Well, I'll I'll say what I hear, but the thing is, all the, all the s's methods that we've done were're in like a tunnel or a cave or something so yeah. I'm literally just not getting anything yeah
1: or, or I think we did more mountain. we did one on the top of pine Mountain true um so we we've done a handful of these at this point point. and for anyone interested I will put the oh my we have a patreon it's a dollar a month um I will put up the full unedited 30 minute long session for you guys. It is kind of hard to hear the questions uh, to be brutally honest, but you'll get a good idea of the kind of sensory deprivation we were experiencing in in the domes specifically. And you'll get to hear some of the responses. And for the first time, I think ever um, I can go on record as saying that I was getting direct responses with Tyler, like targeted answers to the questions I was asking three to five second pauses. Like you wouldn't a conversation, like you're asking someone a question and they're thinking about the responses it was very, very consistent. And in these domes, I mean, noise-canceling headphones are not. It's already hard enough to hear somebody three feet away. I'm by the door. I'm six, seven, eight feet away. There's, there's no hearing what I'm saying. And, and I, I've developed this habit to kind of whisper really quietly during the SS method because I've seen so many people bullshit it where they don't have the headphones on or the headphones are actually connected to their phone that are And we don't to have them.
0: great noise-canceling headphones either. Correct. But um I I was gonna say. You can't hear shit in that dome.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not you're not hearing anything.
0: Oh yeah. So this this was like I mean, everything is is a learning experience, but we had to come to the domes to know what kind of audio we need next time we go. Like I said before, we weren't we weren't really prepared to get everything down. So now we know we need some close mics and you know, stuff like that. So unfortunately when you if you listen to the audio you're probably not going to hear the questions being asked, but yeah, know, yeah, you'll, it's you'll hear the answers loud and clear.
1: Yeah, I mean the the we had the, the recorder on the person's lap the entire time, Um and we got some. I mean, I, I was convinced at that point that we were talking to to something or someone, um, which it takes a lot to convince me of that. But it was just one or two questions. Sure, I, I you you can write that off as as dumb luck. But I think what, Brittany, was probably 10, 11 questions pretty consistently we were getting responses for. Like It was very consistent.
2: Yeah, and it transferred um, between, like, so we went Tyler, then you, and then we were under, you were under pretty consistently. And then I think we went back to Tyler, if I'm not mistaken. Was there any reason I said bonjour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Because I, I did I, speak no, I French did. at one point. Yes,
1: he did. Um so, you know, Tyler's session ended and I was at this point, I had been seeing what I thought were like shadow people walking in the, the domes. But again, we had a, we did have a lantern um, up. That's pretty, you know, pretty bright, especially for that small of an area. It's entirely possible that what I saw wasn't something, I mean, so I, I didn't make it out to be, you know, I pointed it out to the group and that was about where it started and stopped. Um, and the moment I was convinced I was seeing, you know, what, what I thought was about to be a full-bodied apparition walk through the dome. Um, but again, like we've mentioned, we were delirious at this point. Like we had walked, we were def- like we we felt defeat. And we did victory. the worst thing we could do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were defeated and then felt victory. Really
0: late, we're sleep deprived. Let's go to the TNT's uh, domes in West Virginia. Yeah. and do an S's method. So who knows?
1: Yeah. So so I, I go under, and I'll let you guys kind of talk about what happened during my session because, like Brittany said, I don't really remember a whole lot about this trip. Um, well, I think only one portion of it really stuck out to you guys, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, I was mainly asking the questions when you went under.
2: You were trying to talk shit is what you were doing. What do you mean? You were just like, you have a habit of any time that we go into a situation where we're doing the Estes method, no matter the place, time, whatever.
1: instigating a response.
2: No, he's talking shit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, listen here, you little bitch. Okay. I don't no, believe I've never said you. that. Never you don't
0: do. you are exaggerating and personifying this weird
2: version no, of No, that's of me. you I get said frustrated shit like that. Pretty
0: early on. <laughs> First of all, I was frustrated. This is the same night as Moonville, even though it felt yeah. like two nights later. Oh yeah. yeah it was the same night. We already did this in an echoey thing. This is just more echoey. Yep. And later on. <laughs> so I get kind of frustrated because
2: I feel like, all right, well, first of all, I'm... Pretty, you take offense to when things don't happen while you're under. I'm, I'm pretty
0: damn skeptical, and I spend a lot of time on this stuff, and I do a lot of research, and everyone's always telling me about their cool experiences, and then nothing ever happens with me. So that's when I get a little... Bitter. Yeah, I'm like, okay, is it, do I have a, a block, or is none of this real, and I'm wasting all my time? or what's happening so it's i have a very short fuse when nothing is happening so i think i need to chill out on that and just kind of well interestingly
2: enough let's keep telling the story yeah so Um, basically we go into this i'm still doing i didn't really communicate a lot directly with whatever we were communicating with i was just there to help translate the message from the listener to the person asking questions yeah it's like a game of telephone basically basically so she wasn't getting anything right no <laughs> <laughs>
0: i fucked it all up um what was i even asking okay i don't care what i was asking this this is what i felt like was communicating if anything was communicating or if my own brain was imagining that this is what was happening um i'll let you go through this and i'll tell you what was okay
2: talked about so it was
0: something like something was there or coming there and it was we we're trying to figure out where it was and i think at one point it said that it was it, it somehow insinuated that it was like flying right Yep. yeah and so i was thinking you know because we're looking we're always thinking about injured cold and all this kind of stuff and i'm thinking yep. ultra terrestrials i'm thinking spaceships and whatever well it said ship oh it said ship it said okay. ship Brittany has a way better memory than everybody. I don't yeah. remember any of this. Even Same. even right after the session, I'm like, I forgot everything that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> and Brittany just goes through it. So it was something communicating, but to me it felt like it didn't want to tell me anything. It was and, antagonizing you. And it's it's like when you see a star in the sky or something that's so far away that you when you look at it directly, you can't see it. You have to look off to the side to see it in your uh, peripheral vision. So when I would ask direct things, it was just like, you know, just didn't want to answer me or it would mess with me. And you started saying things like, uh, you better believe boy or better start believing boy.
2: Yeah. It called you whatever we we're communicating with uh, insulted you by calling you basically mature. I think because it, it said you better start believing boy. Well, that's, well that's something to do with
0: maturity it's just what what it, what it felt like to me was if you don't believe then nothing's going to happen so then i get frustrated because i'm like well that's bullshit <laughs> i mean yeah no i can just go on with my life with nothing happening and you and you know i don't have to deal with any of this stuff so why don't you show me what's up like yep so that that was kind of the Thing that was going on, we were going to wrap it up, but then I was like, "Hold on, no."
2: <laughs> so basically, I was I was sitting there trying to convince Tyler to calm down um, because it had come through and said basically that it was on the way. And this was after they said that they were in the ship. Um, it said cl- either close by or on the way or one of those two. And Tyler kept trying to pinpoint a location. It was like he kept asking, do you know where you are right now? Do you know that you are in the United States? Do you know that you're in West Virginia? Do you know that you're in Point Pleasant? Uh, right, because I'm always trying to figure out what it is. Is it a ghost
0: that's trapped? Because I'm a fan of kind of the the John Keel thought of.
1: It's all connected. but It's no, all it's one thing, like yeah. a
0: trickster thing, or like why would yeah. it just do stupid things like push books off of a shelf or something. Like why would people come back from the dead to do that? Yeah. So I'm always thinking like, let's figure out what is it and let, and let, let it know that we know it's not what it's pretending to be. Let's just figure out what is this thing and help me understand because why not? Wouldn't it want to communicate and elevate some other consciousness to its level? That's my thought process. So when he gets bitchy with me, I'm like, mm, okay, okay, guy.
2: Step down a little bit, girl. All right. Um, but yeah, basically it communicated that it was flying. Um in in some kind of way. It it mentioned a ship. Um and then it mentioned meeting us in, in some kind of way as well. I can't remember exactly what they said. Right. Um, but I remember it faintly. I'm sure if we go back and listen to the recording, we'll understand what Bob said.
1: Yeah. And like I said, this will all be available on the Patreon. Um, So yeah, I mean, we had, we had a ton of fun. Um,
2: One thing that I'll say
0: that's, that's kind of consistent with the spirit box with the S's method is when it ends. So, so far, every time I've done it, it always just kind of peters out and the person stops responding and everyone kind of knows when it's over. I don't know why that happens. If someone gets exhausted and they just stop saying what's happening yeah, or I mean, the, you know, there's kind of naturally fades out.
1: I mean, there's the, the theory that you're channeling energy through the SS method. And, right. You know, once you get to a certain point, you're done.
0: I don't know anything about any of that. <laughs> I won't even pretend to, but yeah.
1: So, you know, we, I think all in all we, had, it, it was good. We, we know what to do next time. We know what not to do next time. We know how not to waste our time. So that was our point pleasant trip. We had a, I had, I had fun, all things considered. like It's something I, I wanted to do since I was a kid, so I was excited to kind of get to, to do that. Um, so I guess next, as we're, we're ending out the podcast here, uh, do you guys want to kind of let everyone in on what we have planned, just little bits of it this coming year and this summer?
2: Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Probably yes. going to get kidnapped. I don't know yet. Well, we can't really know until I we mean, do it. Yeah. So just
0: like, know we're going to try to do some more stuff yeah we're gonna keep doing stuff kentucky and, and see what is happens. our baby that's, that's the only way that you can learn and figure it out yes we, we have no idea what we're, what we're gonna do we know which direction we're gonna go toward but yep. the and rest I, is
1: i think that's the important yeah, thing about this itself. yeah i think that's the important thing about this phenomenon in general and, and what we're chasing trust the process trust the process
0: um one thing while we're on mothman yeah <laughs> um this is something that I feel like isn't a very popular theory, but I saw this on the show,
2: a Travel Channel. So, um. every time that you've started, that, a sentence like that is ended in fucking Haysnake. All right, well, Haysnake is not <laughs> gonna make a return. I don't believe myself when I say that,
0: <laughs> it gives it power. Okay,
2: um, Travel Channel
0: Mothman. Yeah, this Mothman theory that I heard, I think like last year or something, which you guys touched on with the Right Pat thing about them. Uh, okay, so in the show, they find a they they go to the dome that doesn't have any graffiti in it, and it's really, I mean, it's really on the nose. They they go in, they're like, oh my god, there's a barrel here. Oh my no. god, there's a, a fire extinguisher from Dayton, Ohio, and then they do some research. It's like, oh you no, know, it's in Dayton, Ohio. Right Right pat, Pat. you know they really like drag it out, whatever. They obviously placed all these items here, but the point they were getting to is something that I think is factual, though I haven't looked it up yet. (laughs) But (laughs) Jesus, but I did I did lightly Google it before.
1: (laughs) That's all research is these days. it's some light
0: googling, and it's a guy named uh, Raymond Samansky. And he says he was a he's a retired electrical engineer who worked at Wright He said he worked on cl- on classified projects, top secret research programs, um, in the late. Sorry. Okay, in the uh, in the early '60s. Wait a minute. Work continued through the 1960s, right? So it was basically in the in the Mothman era. Wright was kind of uh, developing new technologies and things like that. So it says uh, they were building new labs in in the early 60s. They're working on new technology, um, and they might have been engineering flight suits. Um, Yeah, the jetpacks that I mentioned earlier. So something that has been declassified is a flying suit field test video from 1961, um, which was developed by the U.S. Army says, work continued through the late 1960s. By 1978, the Delta Force, which is like the U.S. military's most elite special forces team, you know, um, they were testing flight suits in West Virginia. This is according to declassified documents. Yeah. 1978. So, I mean, were they doing it before then? We, we know that the Silver Bridge collapsed at 67 and people were kind of like chilled out on the Mothman thing. Yeah.
2: But, you know, it's just kind of interesting. If you tell Bob... That Mothman's juicy ass is actually just a guy in a jumpsuit. <laughs> He's going to kill himself.
1: No, that's that that's that's a theory. I mean, it's just like the you know the Hopkinsville goblins are supposedly owls. Like it's right. it's it's a
0: I, I've heard and Mothman's this, also supposedly a sandhill crane or a golden yep. eagle. Yep.
1: Uh, and then there's also the theory that the town of to Point Pleasant made Mothman up for tourist attractions because their trade had died off due to you know the trade not being by the river anymore. I mean, the theories are all over the place with Mothman. Um, it is a magical feeling place. Um, I'll say that. And I don't know if it's because you hype it in your mind, in your head, and you convince yourself that it's magical, or if it's there's something actually off or special about Point Pleasant. But I, I recommend everyone, if you, have, if you even have a potential interest in this, go to Point Pleasant. There's plenty, even outside the TNT area, if you're not an adventurous type, there's plenty to do. There's a ton of like local commerce that's very influenced by Mothmania.
0: I mean, John Keel said it best. He said, don't focus on one subject because this leads to beliefs, yep, which are detrimental to research, basically. Yeah. And he focused on Point Pleasant because everything happened there. It was poltergeists, it was UFOs, it was cryptids in the form of Mothman. Men so in black. Men yep. in black. So that's why I've been saying over and over lately, uh, information is not knowledge. Experience is knowledge. So if you want to know or if you think you know, just go check it out and see.
1: Yeah, I agree. So this summer, you'll catch Tyler on some of our upcoming uh, longer episodes, some of the longer stuff doing for the channel. We have some really exciting trips that we're going to be taking. Um, And again, you know, I I have a good habit of keeping this all secretive and under wraps until we know exactly when and where and how it's all happening. Um, Keep an eye out early March. We're going to be releasing the name of the series, probably with another nice little teaser trailer. And it's gonna be exciting. So, Tyler, before we go, do you have anything that you want to plug? I know you're working on a YouTube channel. It's not up yet. You don't have an, even have a name yet. It's still a nice little baby you're cradling in that head of yours. But is there anything that you want to shout out or talk about?
0: Yeah, I'm just working on some stuff. Uh, Fucking hay snake. I, I I have some investigations going on. Some videos that I'm editing. Like you said, not sure what that YouTube's gonna be called. Whatever. I'm just trying to get a something nice done. Yeah. And then I'll worry about all all the other stuff. Um, if you want to see anything that I filmed, there's some pretty stupid stuff on a channel called Terror Barn.
1: Yeah, it's Terror bar- Barn.
0: Can you spell it for us? Terror Barn. T E R R O R space. B A R N. Yep. Um, just like some weird music video stuff with uh, Michael Myers and a, and a Bigfoot Hunter and things like that. But the most important thing that I feel like I'm going to bring to the world is definitely. Hey, snake
2: lives. Church <laughs> of Hey, snake. Okay. Well, be in your dreams. well,
1: as always, Tyler, we, we, we appreciate your time. We appreciate all the time we get to spend with you. It's always fun. We always learn new things and it takes us twice as long to get the same thing done that we do in a half hour. That's, right. um, That's my fault. But <laughs>
0: no one else here can take responsibility yeah. for that.
1: That's fair. But okay. Uh, yeah. I think with all this being said, we're going to have to add Mothman to our never ending, but always growing.
2: Tales from the dark.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
1: Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.